0: Hi and welcome to episode 79 of Invest in You and today we will be interviewing John Lee Dumas who I am very excited to do an interview with.
1: Right so John Lee Dumas he was one of the first podcasters I listened to at all many many years ago. I really liked that he was so open and transparent what he was doing. He also was sharing how you can do a podcast. It took me many many years until we actually did the podcast uh, like he. So he has had well over a thousand episodes he's had more than 70 million downloads uh, that's the number from last year so you can imagine now it's just keep uh, going up and up and up uh, he has been with the military he's been helping lots of entrepreneurs one thing i think is super cool is he's quite transparent in terms of his business he is making money from podcasting by affiliate things uh, selling merch uh, being creative selling education But most importantly, all of this is helping others. I hope you can see a similar link to what we are doing. We love to help other people. So without further ado, Charlie, any more comments before we jump straight in?
0: This will be awesome. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Well, hello there. Hi, man. Hi. How are you doing? You
2: know, Puerto Rico's sun is shining. Our birds are singing. Life is good.
1: Perfect. London. London pitch black, Charlie. Where are you?
0: Sweden, (laughs) and it's pitch black out here as well.
2: (laughs) All
1: right. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks a lot for joining us on our podcast. Uh, uh, It's called Invest in You, as you probably might remember. So, Charlie, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump in.
0: Yeah, let's just go on to the first question. So, which area of your life does people forget to ask you about?
2: You know... People actually forget to ask me about the health and wellness side of my life because I've been really successful in business for seven years. You know, I've created a multi-million dollar a year business and a lot of people want to focus on that, which I totally get and I'm happy to talk about, but how I've been able to sustain that for seven years, like how I've been able to remain happy and healthy and all those things, it's because the first 90 minutes of my day are all about self-care and I can tell you what, I'm about to turn 40. So it's incredibly important that I actually have that dialed in. Um, yeah. I can tell that you're not quite forty yet yourself, and uh, you got some time before you're really gonna, you know, dial that stuff in there. But I mean, let me tell you, there's nothing that will make you less happy about your success than being unhealthy and being in pain and just not being able to do the things you want to do. So it needs to be a priority.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great. so good. So, what do you do to keep in shape? For for him to know. Well,
0: I do. I do parkour and taekwondo, and uh, I do some strength training, a bit of calisthenics, and I uh, run a bit every. Gee, almost every I mean, day. can I rewind the clock and come back as you?
2: Because like, if I had <laughs> like half of that intuitive knowledge and in actual execution at that age, I mean, like, yeah. I literally would be able to uh, run against Donald
1: Trump and displace him as president. Yeah, that, that that very much leads straight to your next question,
0: right, Charlie? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Uh, so, if we go back in time to when you were 13 years old, um, what what would you do different in terms of business? Honestly,
2: I would have started educating myself, and great. the thing, like, I, I'm kind of like looking at what I was doing at 13, and hey, I was living a great life. You know, I was focused on sports, I was focused on school, but what I wasn't really focused on is like. What do successful business men and women actually do, um, you know, to kind of achieve lifestyle freedom, location yeah. freedom, financial freedom? What do they do? It took me till I was 32 years old to literally start educating myself in that area and reading books and biographies of like Henry Ford and J.D. Rockefeller and other greats you know, men and women of our you know, past generations who have achieved great things, like learning about their lives and reading books like They Can Grow Rich and The Strangest yep. Secret by Earl Nightingale, like I would have literally just started educating myself in those areas. And I just think it can't come at an early enough age where you're just surrounding yourself, not just with the right people, yep. but the right content in the form of those books, podcasts, movies, yeah. etc
1: surely you're absolutely on track you read at least a couple of those and uh yeah you're a bit younger than both
0: yeah, <laughs> both i really think you're leading me on the right path and uh, this is great yeah <laughs> uh, and
1: this must be like we are so so in sync we so you, you pretty much have read the questions that we have thought about uh, before we even have shared any of them so the next one is very much linked to uh, your podcast obviously is called entrepreneur on fire we like to link to what you just talked about there like financial freedom, etc. So fire, you're familiar with the the fire movement, uh, financially independent, retire early. Seems like you're very much moving in that direction. You're pretty much there already, right? I'm there. <laughs> I'm exactly. retired
2: right now. Exactly. I'm literally doing what I'm doing because I love the impact. I love inspiring others. You know, I love just being able to continue to see other people get to fire financial independence, yeah. retire early. Excellent. You know, one of one of my favorites podcasts that I'm I'm actually passionate about, and I wish that like every parent of a teenager and younger could would listen to, and every teenager and younger would listen to themselves is called Borrowed Future. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, it, it's actually a Dave Ramsey production. It's not nearly as as big of a problem. Everywhere else in the world, as is in the United States, yeah. but the United States is—it's it's like a crisis where these, uh, you know, millennials and Generation Z are graduating from college, hundreds of thousand dollars in debt, yeah. and they don't even know what that means. They—they they literally don't know that that means that they have just absolutely traded their future in yeah. for, you know, four years of fun. And it, what's sad though is it hurts everybody, not just them. Because guess what? Now they're not buying houses, they're not buying yeah. cars, they're not, you know, going shopping and keeping the economy, you know, as as you know, on fire as it could be. So it, it it destroys everything when you don't have that mindset, you know, of what does it mean to be financially independent? What could it look like to actually retire early? Like what would that look like? And guess what? Being a hundred thousand dollars in debt yeah. for a job that's going to pay you forty-five thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. we'll and this is something up. I wish yep. I wish somebody had told me. Um, you know, back when I was looking at jobs, I'd be like, "Oh my God, forty-five thousand dollars a year." Let me break down what forty-five thousand dollars a year is after taxes. You're talking like you're you're getting like fourteen hundred dollars every other week into yep. your bank account, yep. Yep. and yep. half of that's going to rent. Exactly. Another chunk of that's going to food, in your entertainment, in your car payments, in your student loans. You have no money when you're making forty five thousand dollars. Zero, zip, zilch. So people don't understand that forty five thousand dollars is nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not like forty five thousand dollars that you can spend. So it just flies straight away.
2: When I was your when I was your age, that's what I thought it was, and I guarantee that's what ninety percent of teenagers think that like, uh, oh, this guy got a seventy-five thousand dollars a year job. If you have hundred thousand dollars in debt, you can almost pay off your debt in year one with your job. Je- no, you might be able to pay that down five thousand yeah, dollars if yeah. you scrimp, but I mean, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a multimillionaire in in debt, but that's debt linked to cash flow from real estate. So that's very different, very, very much. I don't pay any of my uh, mortgages. That's very, very different.
2: Uh, it's a different ball game because because yeah, guess what that's not a liability
0: that's an asset that's an investment so completely different ball game
1: yeah
0: yeah awesome so um you share your income costs on a monthly basis what kind of like benefits has that led to a ton i mean
2: honestly people are drawn towards transparency openness genuine and when you're just like listen i make mistakes every single month here are these mistakes I have big successes and wins every single month. Here are those successes and wins. I want you to learn from my successes and avoid my mistakes. Like that's yeah. what it's all about. I bring uh, our accountants um, on every single month to like share a tax tip and to also verify the reports. So everybody just knows that, hey, these aren't just numbers published, but this is like a real profit and loss statements. I yeah. bring my lawyer on every other month to help with a legal tax tip for entrepreneurs and businessmen and women. So for me, that's the inspiration is like to be as transparent as possible so people can know, like, and trust me, the business that I'm running and what I'm doing, but also that they can apply um, all of the learnings from what I'm doing right yep. and avoid all the things that I'm doing wrong because I'm doing a lot of both every single month.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I remember the very first time I found you. I can't remember when Once it was. It was many years ago, your podcast. And I really liked the transparency and the energy and everything else. So, yeah, uh, thanks for hanging in there still today.
2: You're welcome, brother. 2,345 episodes later.
1: Exactly, exactly. Good one. So, uh, we are very fast approaching a new decade, which I think is awesome because uh, we're we very good at fooling ourselves and our brains when it's time to restart. For example, I'm getting very close to 40, or in my case, I'm 45, or now we've got 2020 coming up. Uh, any new ideas strategies or it just more of the same enjoying life and helping others what's 2020 to you and i mean the whole decade
2: yeah so the decade i mean i'm a big believer in the phrase that a lot of people underestimate uh sorry a lot of people overestimate what they can do in one year meaning yeah. like they set these huge audacious goals but then they're crushed when they don't meet the the, the goals in one year so they overestimate what they can do in a yeah. year, but they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. I mean, look what I've done in seven years. I mean, like I literally have yeah. built a multi-million dollar business and you know, it wasn't even seven years, I built it in three years. Uh, but you know, I've been able to maintain it for these seven years and like, who knows what the next 10 years are gonna bring. It's really exciting. So for me, 2020 is focused on my next big project, which is my first traditionally published book. I just signed and inked a deal with HarperCollins leadership, the same people that's yeah. published Rachel Hollis, John Maxwell, some great people, and I'm going to be um, publishing and releasing that book in the spring of 2021, so it's still a little ways out, but the, manuscript, the manuscripts do this coming spring, so I got to get to work on that jazz <laughs> for sure, but Surely. you know, the next, the next 10 years for yep. me, um, I will tell you, um, I don't know exactly what the next 10 years are going to bring now. I may end up in the future coming up with a 10-year plan, which I don't have this moment, but... I can tell you there's going to be a very, very heavy focus on health. Because to me, now that I've kind of got to the level that I wanted to financially and achieved the level of success that I want to business-wise, I know it's all about health if I want to enjoy it
1: yeah exactly yeah. and it's very much up to ourselves to decide Would you like to live to be 70 80 100 120 or even more i got someone saying, 150 150 you're, you're not the first one to says 150 to me i believe in very much uh, all the health biohacking and especially if we've got the time and the money to actually take care of yourself and your loved exactly. ones
0: exactly good one charlie over to you yeah so uh our podcast name is called Invest in You. So what does investing in yourself mean to you? It means spending the time, the energy, the efforts, and the money where it makes
2: sense to actually improve yourself in the areas that you want to be improved that you want to improve in. You know, I think in this day and age, there's a lot of people who are really just like, you know, I'm gonna really try to be good at a lot of things. Yeah. Or they get a report card, just for example, and they have like a a b b c a F. All people will focus on the F and they'll be like, I need to really work on the F. Like, why do you want to work on the F? Why do you want to become like okay at something you stink at? I want to focus on the A. Like, I want to focus on what am I great at right now? How can I become the best in the world? Like, how can we double down on what we're amazing at? That one thing that we can bring to the world. Because, listen, in the world as it is today, like, you can be average at a lot of things really quickly and you're just going to be surrounded by thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of other average people. Or you can find your niche that you're great at and go to the top and be the best and make that happen. So I would invest in myself the time, the energy, the efforts, and the money to become greater at what I'm already great at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, we've heard that you uh, went to, you attended the military, uh, can you share like one crazy story from the military? <laughs> Got a lot of crazy stories from the
2: military. I was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years. I was a uh, platoon leader um, yeah. in the armor division, which are tanks. So yeah. if you can picture those big old tanks with the good old gun tube. And uh, so a, a platoon of, um, in, the, in the U.S. Army of armor is 16 men, four tanks. So that was my uh, that was actually my platoon during my yeah. thirteen months deployed in Iraq. Um, as far as a crazy story, I don't know what kind of clearance do you guys have. Are you guys top secret clearance? I, top used to secret? Ha- I used that to
1: I used that top secret before, so yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, so I can just share top. Yeah, secret you can secret share now. anything. Yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, we work with intelligence special forces. So yeah, you can tell wow. anything.
2: Well, thank you for your service. It was actually Likewise. recently Vet- Veterans Day in know, the United States, just a couple of days ago. So thank you for your service. Um, what, what, what country do you serve for?
1: Uh, Sweden, but I will work alongside the Americas so in many parts of the world. Uh, the last. Almost 10 years of my career, I was deployed all the time almost.
2: Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. Not, stuff. Only,
1: cool, not only cool for Charlie. He was very, <laughs> very, he didn't see too much of me in the early years. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would story.
2: say probably my craziest, one of my craziest stories from the uh, military, the, my Army days is this. I spent 13 months deployed in Iraq, like yeah. 13 months. And I made it, right? I made it through my 13-month deployments. Um, you know, very sadly and seriously, I, I will share that like of the 16 men um, that came over with me, like four made the ultimate sacrifice. So I mean, like really? it was a very yeah. tough time to yep. be in Iraq. It was in Fallujah during you know uh, some really crazy times were happening over there. So I felt very fortunate, you know, to have made it through, and obviously incredibly saddened uh, by the ultimate sacrifice of the other men in my platoon yep. that it happened. But you know at the end you know we're we're all boarding onto this big C130 which is this massive plane to transport us down to Kuwait and then from Kuwait we're going to be transported back to the states yeah. to you know be done with this deployment and as we're taking off in the C130 like they it keep the the back of the C130 stays open at takeoff because yeah, yeah. there's like equipment in there and they they haven't like they just don't close it right away and so the the back was open and as we like started to like Ascend the back started closing we started taking small arms fire and so like like it was literally small arms fire Was coming in and that for people that don't know that's like machine guns and like things like that Not like the big like RPGs and (laughs) like Still very
1: dangerous
2: (laughs) Still very dangerous for sure We were taking small arms fire and so it was like ricocheting like around the C-130 It was like ping bing ping ping, and you know everybody's like taking cover under their helmets and stuff And I'm like am I literally like on my flight home going yeah. to you know meet my yeah. maker and fortunately <laughs> you know the plane kept going higher and the door yeah. finally closed and we were just out of small arms range um range yeah um small arms fire range and you know obviously here i am today but that was like one of the things were just like oh man, 13 months and then yeah. now like this is literally how it's going to happen
1: yeah yeah
2: I, I Th- did a- anyone get hurt and uh, nobody got hurt. It was literally a miracle because there was ricochets going around, like ping, ping, like off the insides. And it was just like one of those things where luck That sounds really scary. I, I,
1: I have never told Charlie this, but I, I had a, a time where we, we were, I was a military observer uh, between Lebanon and Israel during the latest war there. Uh, I lost actually half of my team. Four out of, Wow. Four out of eight. Uh, by direct impact of of and so on, and yeah, once I actually have reversing over an anti tank mine which didn't go off, and the following day we came to the same spot, we can see our own tracks over the mine, which had not gone off. Sure uh, didn't know that, but uh, well, he wouldn't
2: be here today if it had, no, right? No, yeah,
1: no. yeah, he would be he would be here alone with you, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, so he was already so born. It was the same same year as he was born
2: oh that's, that's scary yeah so scary yeah it's just a reality too is like you know every I don't want to say every I don't wanna paint with a broad brush but like you know a lot of boys like you know think war is this great thing literally
1: no, until, not, the first,
2: until, until the first until until the first bullet flies and then then you're like what was I thinking this is the worst yeah. thing ever it's crazy.
1: Yeah, man. I think absolutely the, wor- the worst in, in the position where we both have been managing others is where you send out other people to basically take the bullet before you. I hate that. Other, the other goes first, but to send someone out there when it's really, really dangerous, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So how did you end up in Puerto Rico? What was the choice? So, right choice? The I like weather to... or.
2: I like to keep the money that I make Great, and that's a very important thing, especially when you're trying to invest in yourself. Yes. So in California I was paying 51% tax, I know.
1: Yeah.
2: uh, 37% um, federal. So national and then 13 or 14% States, which is California. Wow. You move to Puerto Rico, you pay a flat 4%, yeah. no state, no federal 4%. Jeez. So I gave myself a 41% raise yeah. just by moving to Puerto Rico. And guys, I could talk all day. I unfortunately am back to
0: back. I got another interview and yeah. in just. Two no worries minutes, at all. So yeah, no I Last see. question?
2: Uh, no, no. No, no, no last question. Happy. We
0: just want to thank you for being on the podcast, really. Awesome.
2: Well, I'm, it's great to have you. I love the diversity of the father, the son. It's really a cool yeah. experience. Keep doing what you're doing, my friends, and uh, I'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Perfect. Um, yeah. well, when it's time for launch uh, next year, uh, let us know. Have to help you. Absolutely. Well,
2: appreciate that. Thank you
1: yes bye awesome awesome surely so that was john lidumas all the way from puerto rico should we do another
0: 79 of invest in you
1: yeah perfect uh, so this has been podcast number 79 of invest in you uh, we have spoken about lots of things with uh, John Dumas. Uh, we would like to take the opportunity to say that we've got a new logo for our cool podcast, Charlie, right? Who, yeah. did, who designed that one?
0: I designed it. Uh, I oh. also designed the last one. Uh, I've got a little bit better tools now and uh, I, I like the new look of a new one, really. Yeah.
1: I remember why we had the first one, which was a link to Mike Drop Charlie from, from uh, Bali, but now we've moved on a bit. Charlie, would would like to share a great review from uh, our first dog fan in Australia if you scroll down
0: yeah sure so it reads great questions and conversation five stars by Misha's Molly dog so it's basically a dog that is a fan of our show so <laughs> that was from uh, that was from Australia um, and it reads some great guests and conversations that are relevant in 2019 to anyone looking to engage in new methods or ways of thinking it will be interesting to see how TikTok's progresses on the back of increased publicity around the platform.
1: Perfect. So we, we have uh, mentioned also lots of other new things. You will, if you look on the links, you'll find some cool merch links to where you can see uh, maybe some clothing, maybe some other cool things, right, Charlie? Yeah. Uh, I would also like to say, uh, we would love to read your review here on the podcast but the only way to do that is if you actually put a review there uh, you might also want to rate it which rating do we like surely
0: five stars We love so five far, stars. so far we we've got 18 ratings and uh it equates to five stars so our podcast has five stars which makes me very happy
1: actually do you remember we actually one of those five stars is like a six star from nigel best Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, next one. Uh, guys, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on episodes. We intend to double down to make the quantity of the guests really fantastic. We've got One Billionaire booked in for later. We asked her to rob more. Uh, there's so much cool things happening around us. Would you like to say anything else? Closing
0: remarks, Charlie? Thank you for listening. All right. Bring it on. Bye. Bye.